from the cab by Ben Creek and Craig White. In this podcast, we're going to give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and managing your farm. We're passionate about agronomy and everything farming-related, agriculture-related, and we look forward to having you join us on Agronomy from the Cab. G'day Ben, it's Agronomy from the Cab and it's August already mate, how are you going this time? Yeah, g'day Whitey, it's uh, pretty good, what a wet week it's been, but no, doing well. Yeah, wet and cold out there Ben for sure, and um, look, do you know what penguins wear on their heads mate? <laughs> tell me. Ice caps, oh. <laughs> of course, anyway. It's been a bit like that this week, I tell you, with that wind blowing through it's been very cold. Well and truly, yeah, with uh, Bluff Knoll with that beautiful uh, frosting of snow down there, pretty interesting to see mate. Ah, pretty cool, absolutely. Yeah. Good, so Ben, yeah, August already, episode two of Agronomy from the Cab, and uh, we had a great response to the number one, actually. What sort of feedback did you have, Ben? Yeah, look, likewise, it was um, yeah, good feedback, and it sounded like uh, people are really keen to, to hear it, and um, yeah, thank you to the listeners for, for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Without you, then um, why would we do this? So we hope you got yeah. something out of it, and we'll continue to do, and here we are, episode two already. So uh, we're going to touch on a whole range of topical issues, and chat about a few things including a few events and there might even be a little bit of humor in there as well Ben we'll, you never know we'll try yeah okay no worries cool so mate what are you seeing around at the moment on your rounds I guess uh, looking at the crops at the moment yep at the moment um, where we can actually drive a lot of a uh, lot of walking at the moment which is fine need the exercise after all these iced coffees but um, yeah paddocks are very very wet and uh, proving quite difficult to spray but uh, disease is uh, very much, or uh, very prominent. Um, the, the bug uh, pressure is certainly down, but um, with uh, radish sprays and fungicides, obviously we're going to uh, include a, uh, a Trojan or something alike. But uh, the main things to look at, uh, say septorian oats, uh, net blotch and spot type blotch uh, barley. I uh, haven't seen any powdery myself yet. The second thing is the weed burden that we've come across Look, um, for the season, knockdowns have been eight times out of ten really good. Yep. Um, but uh, it's been hard for a lot of guys, including myself, um, to when you want to get going, when it, we had to get going, we had to go dry. Uh, some of those early crops are struggling with um, capeweed and radish burdens. So that's very much to look for. So we're looking at some pretty robust um, broadleafs to go through with trace elements and fungicides at the moment. Yeah, did you also miss the opportunity for double knocks in some cases? or? Yeah, look, I think um, I think there's been a few, you know, just, just wanting to get in there and, and get it seeded. And, and look, that's fine, but I think you generally have a better crop result, weed, well, less weed burden, and generally it works out cheaper, dollars a hectare, um, and also as far as your mix compatibilities as well, while spraying less chemicals are thrown into the tank. So less scorch on your crop. Uh, so yeah, if if proper double knot um, strategies are followed, but totally understand in a season like this, there's there's always going to be early crops that's dry, and we've just had to get them sown. Uh, there's a sowing window, and we've had to we've had to achieve that. Yeah, and I know Ben, you've rung me up, sort of um, talking about this early weed control message that I talk about. And as you said, if you don't get those knockdowns on, then it certainly puts the challenge 
into the actual growing of the crop and yes. you're certainly seeing where you know the message is getting through a lot of people are getting onto their weeds early because there's big big benefits to be gained by getting those weeds out of the way you know those early ones are the biggest yep. yield robbers but you're still mm -hmm. seeing in a lot of cases where people are delaying a little bit and we wanted to talk a bit about the perhaps the opportunity cost or the real cost of that yes look i, I think there is a there is de a definite yield penalty in your cropping program by sort of waiting um, for a for a, a robust double knock. I wanted to bring up the velocity weed square again, just to sort of confirm it. After talking with Whitey last time on agronomy from the cab, we covered how much a percentage that you can gain from proper weed control. <coughs> so it's a it's a plastic orange weed square velocity weed square that you. Um, piece together or click together and it measures uh, one tenth of a square meter so you throw this out into your paddock and you would count how many weeds you have within that one tenth of a square and then you would times that by 10 and that will give you your weeds per meter squared and then you would look at the chart and we have things such as wild oats double G's radish or rye grass but we'll use wild radish for this case at uh, tillering stage, if we counted a rough 100 plants per metre squared, your percent yield gain from an early weed control could be up to 26%. That's a 26% yield gain from a double knock strategy. Yep, and knocking and making sure you get onto the weeds nice and early, Ben, you can yeah. get up to that 20, 26%. Definitely, absolutely. Being early is always cheaper, easier, and easier on the aggro as well when you think about <laughs> yeah, it trying the, all these mixes uh, that we have to put together all these chemicals it's certainly a uh, a lot to throw in the tank and it's certainly a lot to think about and we want to get that right for the grower yeah and if you wait a few weeks Ben so you get into say mid tillering or something the weeds it seems harmless just wait a while or there might be more weeds or I can do it a bit later than what happens in terms of that 100 plants per square meter of radish so that's a uh, that on the square here, we're up to so 19% yield loss mm. if we if we delay that mm. um, spraying. Yep, so quite interesting. So that's you know getting up around that well over five percent, even closer to ten percent, based on these um, this data that was generated way back in the 1990s. It was a program um, that the Department of Prime Industries and in South Australia actually developed, and those messages still so remain the same. You know, get the weeds out of the way early because the longer you wait the more they rob you and take take away yield. Absolutely, and it's I think it's a good thing. I think a message that I would love to pass on is, is keep an eye on the paddocks that you haven't double knocked or that you haven't had sufficient weed control. Learn from those paddocks, maybe make a note of them, and see the difference in your crop vigour and weed burdens in paddocks that you have been able to control. Absolutely. And you have been able to double knock. So it's not just the <coughs> double knockdown, it's, it's actually been able to get on to weeds early as well as the double knock take the pressure off yeah absolutely cool and um <clears throat> been moving along to the crops that are well and truly growing so canola cereals um starting to see or have been seeing for a few weeks now a lot of um you know leaf disease as you mentioned them in the intro part but what's uh current strategy at the moment on leaf disease in cereal for example leaf disease so a lot of the programs we did early on we included an early cogito tebiconazole propiconazole um, with radish sprays but it's actually interesting to see that some varieties, uh, some barley varieties and, and canola varieties, blackleg has been 
uh, on canola really early this year and uh, a lot of net blotch on say flinders and bass barley mm -hmm. so we've actually had to jump to Prosaro or even Craig the the new Aviator X Pro um, yep. your thoughts on that yeah well <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about really was you know we've got four modes of action you know we talk about modes of action or the way it works on the weeds and the diseases for example we all know that potentially from weed resistance management and in the case of of uh, fungicides there are four modes of action available in broadacre cropping and there's only actually three of those you can use in post-emergent the other one is only in a seed treatment up front yep. in, in in one case so what's really important there's group three group 11 and group seven and uh, it's really important just as you do with weeds rotating your groups and understanding what chemistry is inside those um, to realize that we don't have a lot of choice when it comes to fungicides and different brand names and different products might um, contain sort of similar ingredients so make sure you get some advice from guys like Ben or myself or your local advisor out near you about what's a really good resistance management strategy and you can get that from a group called CropLife which is croplife.org.au and there's some fantastic information about managing um, diseases um, so that all of these fungicides will last. Remember, there's only three groups. It's not a lot to work with, yep. but we can make a really sustainable strategy and make sure that we don't um, end up where these things aren't, aren't effective. And the Aviator X-Pro is a brand new one. It's the only group seven that you can apply to cereals at this point. Yep. Um, there is some others in um, canola that are coming onto the market, including Aviator, which is already registered. Okay. Um, but in cereals, it's one only. So just make sure you do get some of that in there and mix it up a fair bit. Is Aviator, Craig, uh, registered in faba beans or anything like that? Uh, yep, yeah, all the pulse crops as well. So faba beans, chickpeas, field peas, lentils, um, lupins not yet. But um, yeah, interesting product. So you can get more information about Aviator X Pro, of course, from the Bayer website, crop.bayer.com.au. Um, or the respective manufacturers, make sure you have a good look. But don't forget about croplife.org.au. It's a fantastic site to go and have a look at and yep. really gives you some good insights to, um, to look at. And we've got to look after these modes of action because there's not really anything new coming that I'm aware of in yeah. terms of the groupings. Need to be careful on that. So, yeah, definitely worth a look. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> look, information about all these things um, is around and available from the various websites or advisors. But another big one, obviously, with the showery rain and fairly heavy rain in some cases is rain fasteners. Getting a lot of questions about that. What about yourself, yeah. Ben? Yeah, definitely. So how long have I got after my spray is applied or how soon can I go even with dews? It's been a very hard few weeks trying to get out there with the boom spray. Absolutely, trying to find it and making sure you don't sink as well into the yes. into the mud. So yeah. pretty challenging. Um, look, the general advice with rain fasteners is refer to the label, of course, in the case of herbicides. They should all have a rain fast period on them. It can vary anywhere from two hours in the case of a lot of post-emergence right up to even eight hours a full day in actual fact, which is pretty challenging. But mm. again, manufacturers of those products can give you more info um, with what they know locally. But in the case of fungicides, there's actually a lot of labels that don't even specify a rain fast period. And that's because with fungicides, um, you know, there are a lot of differences in formulations and essentially it comes down to when it is dry on the leaf, yeah. that is when it is quite safe. So um, sounds a bit dismal and a few Twitter comments coming around in the last week or so going, why don't they just put it on the label? It's because 
really doesn't require one because as soon as it's dry on the leaf, and it's an advantage we talk about with Aviator X Pro is it's got a proprietary um, surfactant system built in, so you don't need any outside surfactants or oils or wetters or anything. It's got its own, and look, within minutes that stuff is in the leaf, and it's yeah. an advantage that we see for that leaf shield system inside the Aviator. And um, there's actually a lot of people trying some this year um, as their last tank of the day. You know, being a new product, they haven't seen it. Mm. They're saying, look, let me go in case I get a, a sunset shower or something like that. And people are very, very happy with the results of that product at the moment. That's great to hear. Craig, tell me, um, how early can we go with these fungicides? So we've got some dual. We've just had a rain. It's... Uh it's 10 o'clock in the morning and yep. we're, we're dying desperately to get some spray out, but that juice still hanging around or that last shower, the droplets are still fairly big on the leaves. What's yeah. your thoughts there? Yeah, well, what they do is <clears throat> obviously that dew and et cetera can act as an additional wetting effect. So you might think that's a good thing, but occasionally that can lead to a little bit more scorch, especially on sensitive crops. Okay. So we do always advise that you get it as dry as possible. Now, at the moment, it's almost impossible to get the leaves <laughs> completely dry. So my advice there would be um, get it as small as you can. Don't Certainly don't be going first thing in the morning when the drops are really big. Try and get some dryness on it yeah. um, because the other thing that can happen is the spray droplets can hit those droplets and then just drop off onto the ground, especially yeah. in the case of early crops. Perhaps in, in uh, more advanced crops where it might drop onto another leaf, that might not be quite as bad. But, yeah, really got to get it pretty... Uh, dry so some small droplets here and there is probably not an issue Ben but yeah. if it's completely plastered with water um, yeah. you really have to wait it's quite a challenge yeah definitely we would probably recommend coarse nozzles or, lo- or a big water rate um, as a you know as a 80 litres as a minimum yeah absolutely like a lot of labels will probably talk from 70 I think 70 80 yep. through to the plus and the more material you're trying to cover the more water um, you really want to get but there's some great um, experts out in the field, people that can help a lot with boom spray setups and yeah. um, even getting more advice. Make sure you read the labels carefully because they can yeah. give some good information as well. There's some great courses around. I think there's, there's the Bill Gordon or Bill Campbell. Yeah, Bill Campbell's Bill doing Campbell. Bill Gordon over east as well, oh, I that's think. Right. So yeah. there's some really good stuff out there great that programs. can help. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. Um, what else is going on, Ben? What else is going on? Well, I'll tell you what. What do farmers use to make crop circles. Crop circles, goodness me, I thought that was UFOs made them. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if it was uh, at the BNS parties with a Bundy can and a V8 ute, but ah, gotcha. i tell you what, a protractor. A protractor makes crop tractor. circles. Good on you, a pro- <laughs> oh goodness me Ben. Far out, where are we going? Now Ben, um, we always talk about an app or a useful tool or something, have you got something you've been using that's helping you in your job? In the last month? Yes, look, I use uh, an app called iScanner for both the farm and the agronomy. It's handy at times. I've had to scan items, um, whether it be for the bank manager or for a client or or whoever it might be, and it's just a little app on the iPhone, and it uses the camera, and it puts it into a PDF format, which can then be scanned off as you would a normal uh, scanner from your office beautiful. so a great one so iScanner off the app store really really useful those apps for sure and I think the great thing with a lot of those is if you're not quite square on your page you can actually draw a box around it and it'll flatten it out and make it look like you'd put it on a flatbed scanner so pretty brilliant yeah. uh, that's a good one Ben so get hold of that one what was it called again iScanner 
Excellent eye scanner, of course. Um, look, from my side, just the thing I wanted to talk about, and perhaps before I mention it, just have to say my nephew is a developer in this area, so this is how I've become aware of it. But having a look around at it, um, it's called Safe Ag Systems. Now, they're a South Australian-based um, company. There's, uh, you can see who there is, but it's Safe Ag Systems. And, yeah, I'm by no way affiliated by it, but just become aware of it, as I said, because my nephew is a um, developer there. He sits in the basement, I think, of the building and programs away and whatever, but he's a pretty smart young fella and he's uh, yeah, got a good ag background as well, which a lot of them do. So they really do understand. And what this is looking at is a tool that assists farmers to manage safety uh, to new standards. You know, it's got a record-keeping ability. Um, it's an active system. You can also have, you know work out how to fit in inductions and maintenance records and all sorts of stuff on the mobile app but then it can all sync up you know if you've got multiple people doing multiple things on the farm um, around your property and the other thing i really like about it is the ox health and safety legislation in every state is probably a little bit different and then there's national yeah. guidelines and it actually has a section in there that helps you unravel the um the, the you know what it means wherever you are in which state and of course for us western australia you can tap in there and yep. find out what uh, it really means but what i really like was the record keeping showing that sort of audit trail um i guess you know there has been cases where unfortunately when accidents happen then mm. the first thing you know the agencies that come out to investigate those things and say well what records have you got and what have you done to at least try and prevent this from happening or stop it from ever happening again you know did you induct yeah. your staff did you have good maintenance or whatever and mm. i reckon a program like this safe ag systems could be really really useful and yeah from the little bit of a look i've had it looks pretty easy to use as well mm. no that looks great our duty of care and things we need to adhere to nowadays this is a great app or a great program to look at yeah and that'll be interesting so have a look at that one if you can safe ag systems excellent hey ben what's the easiest way to double your money Ooh, many ways i've thought tell me you've thought of a few oh, i've thought of a few <laughs> well apparently this is the easiest way to double your money you just hold it up in the mirror <laughs> bad joke <laughs> Anyway, mate, now, a few events coming up around that you wanted to mention. Okay, the events coming up around here is this coming week, 9th of August at the Boitbrook Mayonut Hall at 3 o'clock to 4.30. We've got Rick Wilson uh, coming down for a LiveX meeting uh, to hear the latest information um, and showing his support for the rural industry. So if you can make that, that would be great. Um, also, in September, 14th of September, Craig, we've got the the good Rylington Park oh, Springfield Day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it's going to be, yeah, so 14th of September, that's going to be a great event to attend for the high rainfall areas. So that's a, a must if you can if you can get there. I'd highly recommend that. Um, Craig, have you got anything else going on? Yeah, we'll talk about that Rylington one a little bit more later on. Uh, okay. Look, there's a lot of industry days coming up. Jump onto the Grower Group Alliance page, and that's um, GGA, I think it is, .org yep. or something like that. But look it up on Google, and they've got all the field days listed. Of course, there's Newdigate, Darren, Mini, yeah. all those coming up. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot, a lot uh, coming up and coming around. But, yeah, again, <clears throat> there's a field day every day if you really want to be at something. And yeah. I'll be showing off a lot of our um, trial sites from you know through the Great Southern in the next month or so. And... Yeah, also you can have a look on Twitter to actually find out more about those. So we always give out our uh, Twitter information. You can get contact Ben or I there. And what's your Twitter handle, Ben? Yep, mine is at farmagro1, 
and that is at Farm Agro One and Craig. Mine is at Photo by CW at Photo by CW, and don't forget also you can email Ben or I at agronomyfromthecab at gmail.com agronomyfromthecab at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you if you want one of those velocity weed squares that Ben talked about. Uh, I can certainly uh, get you one of those through the post if you're interested. Um, very useful tool, so get in touch with us. Look, heaps coming going on, heaps to look out for, and um, again, Ben, what flies without wings? What flies with... Well, when I was little, it could have been the flies with the wings I took off them, but uh, no, what was that? So what flies without wings is time, and time has flown on this agronomy from the cab. Absolutely, I so love it's it. it's probably yeah. time for us to... Uh, chuff off and uh, yeah again make sure you get in touch with us thanks for listening and don't forget agronomy from the cab at gmail.com and ben it's been great talking with you again absolutely thanks craig and yep listeners have a great week and we'll see you soon catch you later